Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. And a happy Friday. <laughs> End of the week. Yay. So just today to go and then I don't have to go to work for two days. But more to the point, my children only have today to go and then they don't have school for six weeks. Oh, my goodness. Really, really, really wish that I didn't have um, work for six weeks. That would be really lovely. However, I do. <laughs> uh, so no point moaning about it because it's not going to change it. So um, how are you? How the devil are we all today? Are we all good? Really hope so because I am. I am feeling, I don't know, what am I feeling today? I am feeling in a crazy mood for some reason. Just feeling, ooh, as though I need to go and do something mad. Don't know what though. Any suggestions? Pick something mad for me to do and I'll go and do it. Well, within reason, of course. <laughs> anyway. Who wants to know a fun fact? We all know that milk comes from cows. I mean, it can come from other things as well, like goats and um, almonds. Don't know. But um, we all know that milk does come from cows. So would it be interesting to know how many glasses of milk one cow makes in her lifetime because it's only female cows that produce milk so would you be surprised to know that one cow just one produces 200,000 glasses of milk in her lifetime. How amazing is that? So, do you think that you drink more than 200,000 glasses of milk in your lifetime? Because if you do, you're going to need more than one cow. <laughs> anyway, that is today's fun fact. You know, they have to eat grass to produce the milk to be able to be um, milked so can you imagine how much milk that or how much grass sorry that would take to produce 200,000 glasses of milk oh my goodness anyway I love milk and I probably drink oh I don't know about a pint a day so um yeah <laughs> and my children drink just as much so i think we need to get a cow personally anyway it'll probably save us a fortune so i have a new book that arrived yesterday i know i've been getting a few books delivered however 
This one was particularly requested by two little girls in New Zealand, if you recall, and it's called A Book of Brownies. So I thought, seeing as I've got it now, that I would read the first chapter of A Book of Brownies and see whether it's exciting. And it's got the um, hop, skip and jump are the three brownies in it. So, is everybody ready for the first chapter of this book? Yay! <laughs> okay, then I will begin. Hop, skip and jump play a naughty trick. Hop, skip and jump were just finishing their breakfast one morning when they heard the postman rap tatting on all the knockers down the street. Oh, dear me, said Hop, everyone seems to be getting a letter this morning. Perhaps we shall too. The three brownies leaned out of the window of Crabapple Cottage and watched the postman come nearer. Next door but one, rat-tat! And a large letter fell into the letterbox. Next door, rat-tat! Another large letter, just like the first. I wonder whatever the letters are, said Skip. They're all the same and everyone is having one, so there'll be one for us too. But there wasn't. The postman walked right past Crab Apple Cottage. Hi, called Jump. You missed us out. Come back, postman. Postman shook his head. There isn't a letter for you, he said and rat-tatted on the knocker of the cottage next door. Well, Hop, Skip and Jump were upset. No letter for them when everyone else had one. Whoever could be writing letters and missing them out? Well, let's go and ask Gobbo next door what his letter's about, said Hop. So the three brownies hopped into Gobbo's. They found him looking very pleased and excited, reading his letter out loud to Pinky, his wife. What's it all about? asked Skip. Listen, just listen, said Gobbo. It's an invitation from the king. This is what he says. His Majesty, the King of Fairyland, is giving a grand party on Thursday. Please come. Oh, cried the brownies. Then why haven't we been asked? Gobbo looked surprised. Haven't you had a letter, he asked. Oh, well, there must be a reason for it. Have you been good lately? Mm, not very, said Hop. Not awfully, said Skip. Not at all, said Jump, who was the most truthful of the three. Well, there you are, said Gobbo, folding up his letter. You know the king never asks bad brownies to his parties. You can't expect to be invited if you will be naughty. The brownies went out crossly. They ran back into Crabapple Cottage and sat down around the table. What have we done that was naughty lately? asked Hop. Well, we painted old Mother Wimple's pig green, said Skip. Yes, and we got on to Gilly Brownie's cottage roof and put fireworks down her chimney, said Jump. 
Oh, and we put a bit of a prickly gauze in that horrid old wizard's bed, said Hop. Oh dear, perhaps we have been a bit naughtier than usual. Oh, and someone's told the king, sighed Skip. So we've been left out of the party, groaned Jump. Well, it serves us right. Everybody, except the three bad brownies, had got an invitation. Brownie Town was most excited. It's going to be a very grand party, said Gobbo next door, who was busy making himself a new suit. There's going to be dancing and conjuring and presents for everyone. Well, this made Hop, Skip and Jump feel more disappointed than ever. Can't we go somehow, wondered Hop. Can't we dress ourselves up and pretend to be someone else, not ourselves? We haven't got a card to show, said Skip mournfully. Look, there's Gobbo's wife, said Jump, pointing through the window. What's she looking upset about? Hey, Pinky, what's the matter? Oh, a great disappointment, answered Pinky. The conjurer that the king was going to have at the party can't come after all. And the Lord High Chamberlain can't get anyone else. Isn't it disappointing? Well, not so disappointing for us as for you, said Hop. Then a great idea came to him and he turned to skip and jump. I say, he said with his naughty little eyes twinkling, couldn't we pretend we were conjurers and get the Lord High Chamberlain to let us into the party? What a fine idea, cried Skip and Jump in delight. You can be the conjurer, Hop, and we'll be your assistants. But what trick shall we do, asked Hop. We don't know how to do any yet. All that morning, the brownies tried to think of conjuring tricks to do at the party, but although they tried their hardest to make rabbits come out of hats and ribbons come out of their mouths... It wasn't a bit of good. They just couldn't do it. They were having dinner and feeling very unhappy about everything when a knock came at the door. Come in, cried Hop. The door opened and an old woman with green eyes looked in. Good afternoon, she said. Do you want to buy any magic? She's a witch, whispered Jump. Be careful of her. What sort of magic? asked Hop. Oh, any sort, said the witch, coming into the room. Look here. She took Hop's watch, rubbed it between her hands, blew on it and opened her hands again. The watch was gone. <gasps> Buttons and buttercups, gasped Hop in astonishment. Where's it gone to? You'll find it in the teapot, said the witch. Skip lifted the lid off the teapot and there, sure enough, lay the watch, half covered in tea leaves. He fished it out with a spoon. Hop was very cross. I call that a silly trick, he said. You might have spoilt my watch. Oh, do something else, Mistress Witch, begged Jump. Give me your teacup, said the witch. Jump gave it to her. The witch filled it full of tea, covered it, covered it with a plate. 
whistled on the plate and took it off again. Ah! <gasps> oh! cried Jump, hardly believing his eyes. It's full of little goldfish. So it was. The tiniest, prettiest little things you ever saw. The brownies thought it was wonderful. Then the witch emptied Jump's tea into Skip's cup and, hey presto, all the fishes disappeared. The brownies began to feel as if they were dreaming. Oh, if only we could do one or two tricks like that, sighed Hop. Why, we could get into the king's party as easily as anything. Oh, so you want to go to the party, do you? asked the witch. Haven't you been invited? No, answered Skip, and he told the witch all about it. She listened hard. Mm, dear, dear, she said at the end, it really is a shame not to invite nice little brownies like you. Listen, if I get you into the palace as conjurers, will you do the trick I want you to? It's a very, very special one. Show us it, said the brownies, beginning to feel most excited. The witch went outside and came back carrying a round green basket with a yellow lid. She put it on the floor. Now you, she said, pointing to Hop, jump into this basket. Hop jumped inside. The witch put the lid on, then she tapped three times on the top of it and sang. Rimini, Romini, Ray, my magic will send you away. Rimini, Romini, Row, ever so far you will go. Skip and Jump looked at the basket. It didn't move or creak. Take off the lid and look inside, said the witch. <gasps> Skip took off the lid and almost fell into the basket in surprise. Oh, he shouted. Oh, Hop's gone and the basket's empty. So it was. There was nothing in it at all. Now watch, said the witch, and putting the lid on again, she began singing. Rimini, Romini, Ray, hear the spell and obey. Rimini, Romini, Ralph, jump out of the basket yourself. Immediately the lid flew off and out jumped Hop, looking as pleased as could be. Goodness gracious, gasped Jump, sitting down suddenly on a chair. Where have you been, Hop? In the basket all the time, said Hop. But you weren't. We looked, said Skip. Well, you couldn't have, said Hop, or you'd have seen me. We did look, I tell you, said Skip crossly. Be quiet, said the witch. It's the magic in the basket that does the trick. Now listen, I'll lend you that basket if you'll promise to do the trick at the party in front of the king and the queen. <gasps> of course we will, of course we will, cried the brownies. But why do you lend it to us for nothing? Oh, just because I'm kind-hearted, said the witch, grinning very wide indeed. But mind, when you've got into the basket and have vanished and been brought back, you've got to offer to do the same thing with anyone else. Perhaps. 
perhaps the king will offer to get into the basket, or the queen, or the princess. My, said Hop, do you think they will? Oh, they're almost sure to, said the witch. So, mind, you let them try. But you must remember this. If any of the royal family get in, tap seven times, not three times on the lid when you sing the magic verse. Three times for ordinary folk, but seven times for royalty, see? Oh, yes, we'll remember, promised Skip. And thank you very much for lending us such a lovely trick. When the witch had gone, leaving behind her the green basket with its yellow lid, the three brownies were tremendously excited. They began to plan their dresses for the next day and spent all the afternoon and evening making them. Hop looked very grand in a black velvet suit with a long red cloak and peaked hat. Skip and Jump were dressed like pages and were just alike in bright green suits. When the party day came, they all went out very early with the magic basket and hid in a nearby wood, for they didn't want any of the brownies to see them and guess what they were going to do. Oh, I hope they have lots of lovely things for tea, said Hop. I'm getting very hungry. It will soon be time to go, said Skip. <gasps> there are the drums to say that the first guests have arrived. Come along then, said Hop. Jump will arrive too. Now remember, I'm Twirly Whirly, the great conjurer from the land of Tiddlywinks, said Hop. And you are my two assistants. Don't forget you've got to be polite to me and bow each time you speak to me. Off they went, all feeling a little nervous, but Hop, who was bigger than the others and rather fat, looked so grand in his red cloak that Skip and Jump soon began to feel nobody would possibly guess their secrets. At last they reached the palace gates, your cards, said the sentry to hop, skip and jump. I am Twirly Whirly, the great conjurer from the land of Tiddlywinks, said Hop, in such a grand voice that skip and jump wanted to laugh. I am here to take the place of the conjurer who could not come. The sentry let them pass. Go straight up the drive, he said, and at the top of the first flight of steps you will find the Lord High Chamberlain. The three brownies went on. Hop was enjoying himself. He told the others to walk behind him and bow to him whenever they saw him turn their way. You're getting a great deal too grand, grumbled Jump, who began to wish he was the conjurer instead of Hop, for he was carrying the basket and finding it very heavy. The Lord High Chamberlain was very surprised to see them. He was even more surprised when he heard Hop telling him who he was. Twirly Whirly the Great Conjurer, he, he said, pretending to know all about him. Dear me, what an honour to be sure. Very kind of you to have come, very kind. Pray come this way. He led them to a tea table and gave Hop a chair. Skip and Jump stood behind him and looked longingly at the cakes and jellies, tarts and custards spread out on the table in front of Hop. 
Little pages ran up and offered all the nicest things to the conjurer. He took some of each and Skip and Jump looked on enviously. Aren't we going to have any? whispered Skip in Hop's car ear. You're not going to leave us out, are you? Hush, said Hop. You're only my servants today. If you don't keep quiet, I shall keep turning around to you and you'll have to bow till your backs ache. Well, Hop had an enormous tea. Then he announced to the Lord High Chamberlain that he would now come and do his famous trick with his magic basket, if their majesties, the king and queen, would like to see it. Their majesties at once sent a message to say they would be very pleased to see it. Come this way, said the chamberlain, and led the three brownies to where the king and queen sat on their thrones. In front of them was a separate piece of grass, a square piece of grass, sorry, and Round it sat scores of fairies and gnomes, browns and brownies and elves, all waiting to see Twirly Whirly, the great conjurer. Hop stepped grandly up to the king and queen and bowed three times. So did a skip and a jump. I will now do my wonderful basket trick, said Hop in a very loud and haughty voice. Then he turned to Skip. Bring me the basket, he ordered. Skip rushed forward with it in such a hurry that he tumbled over and everyone began laughing. Jump helped him up and together they picked up the magic basket. Get into it, commanded Hop, pointing at Skip. Skip jumped in. Put the lid on, Hop commanded Jump. Jump did so. Then Hop tapped three times on the lid and sang, Rimini, Romany, Ray, my magic will send you away. Rimini, Romany, go. Ever so far you will go. Everyone listened and watched and wondered what was going to happen. The king and queen bent forward to get a better view and the little princess Perronel stood up in her excitement. Take the lid off, ordered Hop. Jump took the lid off. The basket was empty. Ooh, said everyone in the greatest surprise. Ooh, he's gone. Roll the basket round for everyone to see that it's empty, commanded Hop, who was now thoroughly enjoying himself. Jump rolled the basket round so that everyone could have a good look. and Then he brought it back to Hop. Put the lid on, said Hop. Jump put it on. Everybody stopped breathing to see whatever was going to happen next. Hop tapped three times on the lid and sang the magic song. Rimini, Romany, Ray, hear the spell and obey. Rimini, Romany, Ralph, jump out of the basket yourself. Just as he finished, the lid flew off and out jumped Skip in his little green suit, looking as perky as anything. He capered about and bowed to everyone. Oh, look! Oh, look! He's back again, shouted the fairies and brownies. <gasps> what a wonderful trick! Do it again! Do it again! Hop bowed very low. Would anyone care to come and get into the basket, he asked. I will do the trick with anyone. Oh, let me, let me, cried a little silvery voice. And who should come running onto the grass but the Princess Perronel. 
Come back, Perronel, cried the king. You are not going to get into that basket. Oh, please, oh, please, she begged. It's my birthday and you said I could have anything I wanted. No, no, said the queen. You mustn't get into that basket. Come back. I shall cry then, said Perronel, screwing up her pretty little face. Oh dear, oh dear, said the king, who couldn't bear to see Perronel cry. You'd better have your own way then, but make haste about it. Perronel jumped into the green basket and Skip clapped on the lid. Hop remembered what the witch had told him. He must tap the lid seven times for royalty. So very solemnly, he did so. Then he and Skip and Jump all chanted the magic rhyme together. Rimini, Romini, Ray, my magic will send you away. Rimini, Romini, Row, ever so far you will go. But, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, whatever do you think happened? Why, just as the magic rhyme was finished, the basket rose into the air and sailed right away. Higher and higher it went, over the trees and over the palace, towards the setting sun. Oh, oh, cried the queen, jumping up in terrible distress. Where's my Perronel gone to? Bring her back quickly. But Hop, Skip and Jump were just as surprised as anyone. What an extraordinary thing for the basket to do. Arrest those conjurers, suddenly said the king in an awful voice. Six soldiers at once ran up and clapped their hands on the brownie's shoulders. Now, unless you bring Paranel back at once, said the king, you go straight to prison and I'll have your heads cut off in the morning. Oh, no, 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 cried the brownies, very frightened indeed. Please, please, we aren't conjurers, only just brownies. Nonsense, stormed the king. Ordinary brownies can't do tricks like that. Now then, are you going to bring Perronel back again? I can't, I can't, wailed Hop, big tears beginning to pour down his cheeks. I'm only a naughty brownie dressed up like a conjurer because you didn't ask me to your party. Suddenly a watching brownie gave a shout of surprise. It was Gobbo. He ran up to Hop and pulled off his peaked hat and red cloak. Why, it's Hop, he cried in astonishment. Your Majesty, these brownies are Hop, Skip and Jump, the three naughty brownies of our town. Good gracious, said the king in a terrible upset. This is more serious than I thought. If they are really brownies, then they cannot bring back Perronel. But where did you get the basket from? He asked Hop sternly. Hop dried his eyes and told the king all about the witch's visit and how she had left the basket with them. Oh, it's witch green eyes, groaned the king. She's often promised to steal Perronel away, and now she's done it through you, you naughty, stupid little brownies. My goodness, said Hop, do you think the witch has really stolen her for always? Oh, yes, sobbed the queen, who was terribly distressed. 
We shall never get her back again, the little darling. Oh, my goodness, said Skip in a frightened voice. Oh, my goodness, wailed Jump in a miserable voice. Oh, your goodness, suddenly roared the king in a temper. What do you mean, oh, your goodness? You ought to say, oh, your badness, you mischievous little brownies. You haven't a bit of goodness among the three of you. And now see what you've done. I've a good mind to cut off your heads. Oh, my goodness, wept Hop again. He didn't mean to say it, but he couldn't think of anything else. The king grew angrier than ever. Where is your goodness? he demanded. Yes, where is it? shouted everybody. We d d don't know, stammered the brownies in dismay. Well, go and find it, stormed the king. Go along, go right out of fairyland and don't come back until you've found your goodness that you keep talking about. Make haste before I cut off your heads. <gasps> oh, cried the three brownies in a great fright and they all took to their heels and fled. Down the steps they went and down the drive and out through the palace gates past the astonished sentries. Even then they didn't stop. They rushed down the road and ran into the cuckoo wood as if a thousand soldiers were after them. At last, out of breath, tired and unhappy, they sat down under a big oak tree. Oh my goodness, began Hop. Don't be silly, said Skip. Don't keep saying that. We're in a terrible, terrible fix. To be turned out of fairyland, wept Jump. Oh, what a terrible punishment. And how can we find our goodness? Of course we never shall. People don't have goodness they can find. It's just the king's way of banishing us from fairyland altogether, wept Hop. He knows we'll never be able to go back. And oh dear, what? Ever's happened to poor little Perronel? Well, what indeed? None of the brownies knew, and they were very, very unhappy. The only thing to do now is to go and see if we can find Perronel and rescue her, said Jump. We'll sleep here for the night and start off in the morning on our way to Witchland. So all night long they slept beneath the big oak tree and dreamed of horrid magic baskets and packets of goodness that would keep running away from them. Wow. Well, now, I wonder if they will ever find their goodness. What do you think? Maybe chapter two will bring their goodness, or at least Perronel back. What do you think? Oh, dear me, I really, really hope that they find that poor little princess. That was a wicked trick of the witches, wasn't it? So, I am going to go and get ready for work. And I hope that you have the most wonderful day, whatever you're doing. And I hope that we will all meet again tomorrow for chapter two. <laughs> what do you think? Well, until then, you make sure that you take care and you stay safe. <laughs> All right then. Bye for now.